Welcome to episode two of Parks and Wrecked, the podcast where we watch every episode yeah. of the hit TV show Parks and Recreation, airing from 2009 to 2015. We learned this last episode. Today's episode is Canvassing. I'm one of your hosts, Joey Held. We've got Sean Hill with us, and joining us, our other co host, Haley Campbell. Haley. Haley. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Haley has also seen the episodes of Parks and Rec. I believe everyone. Uh, probably everyone, yeah. Probably everyone. Sean is now This is my two. second ever episode, and it's, you know, it's going all right if so you, far. If you missed episode one, Sean works in Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> well. Uh, but yeah, working Parks <laughs> and Rec, it. watching Parks and Rec, um, getting Parks and Rec, it's, it's a great time. What are y'all drinking for this episode? Uh, today I am drinking something from the Independence Brewing Company called the Revolution. Um, it's a red can. It has a fist on it, and it says taco. Maybe they go great with tacos. <laughs> I don't have any tacos with me, but um, it's it's not bad. It's pretty. It's you know pretty tasty. Um, I had a, a couple of those, so yeah, that's what I am drinking for this episode number two. I'm hitting up that Austin East Cider's Blood Orange. Blood Orange. Blood Good old orange. cider. I'm doing my cocoa cocktail again. I had a mixed berry one. Same Mix it up. Thing. Oh, you mix it Same up. Same brand, but we, you know, we're mixing it up. I think I like the lemon lime a little bit better, but that's just general. I mean, I'm taking Sprite over Fanta any day. Don't you wanna? Fanta. Fanta. Don't oh, wait, it's Fanta. Wanna? I got I don't corrected want when I called it Fanta. They say, no, it's Fanta. I'm like, okay. I mean, I think you're fine either way. I don't think anyone <laughs> will be confused. Depends on the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Depends on the crowd. So, the cold open in this episode, annual Easter egg hunt. Sean, oh, you have man. been an Easter bunny before. So, I've worked in Parks and Rec for seven years, and six of the years I've been the Easter bunny. Nice. Um, it is quite the experience. Um, you get... Um, so you hear some interesting things from the kids uh, as you know sitting in your lap or refusing to sit in their lap as they cry hysterically to get back to their parents. Um, gotten a couple death threats from some older kids that did not want to sit with the Easter Bunny. Obviously, I can't respond because I'm wearing a uh, helmet and and bunnies um, don't talk. Bunnies don't talk apparently. I'm um, and I can barely see. So they asked me to walk around. I might step on a small child just because I can't see below my. Uh, eyesight i guess below my nose and so it's quite the experience um so yeah seeing the cold open with the easter egg hunt um that was uh what right in my wheelhouse because uh we've been there plenty of times so are these kids sitting in your lap is this like a santa thing um sort of i mean if the, it depends on their parents um normally um i start the day off First off, in this episode, they did not have eggs, the Easter eggs, laid out for the uh, for the kids to have the Easter egg hunt. Um, that's main priority number one for our Easter events. And so we make sure we buy enough eggs, have them filled with whatever, filling them. Um, and then after that, they come and chill with the Easter bunny, whether it's me walking around taking pictures with them, or I finally get some rest and get to sit down 
and then parents would bring their child up to me, have them sit next to me or in my lap, um, depending on how the kid's feeling, um, if they, you know, don't want to murder me or not. So, um, but yeah, um, being an Easter Bunny, uh, it's quite great. And yes, sometimes they are in my lap. And then Sean takes his Easter Bunny head off and traumatizes them. Oh yeah, forever. Uh, make, gotta make sure I do that. Um, <laughs> At know, least once a year. Not in a hidden room, but make sure I do that in their face, so that, um, <laughs> the kids are ruined for life. Right. Definitely want to leave them scarred. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the whole reason for the event: scarring children. We thought it was finding the Easter eggs, but obviously now, from the insider <laughs> Parks and Rec, we know. You it's know, scar children. <laughs> The gist of this episode, that was just the cold open, is to canvas people to get them excited about this new park because there's a public forum that Leslie and crew are hosting the next day. I've had to do door-to-door canvassing before for a couple different reasons, but the one I remember most was our high school. uh, The teachers were um, considering striking and our basketball team had to go around and ask what people were voting for um, because it was based on the results of a vote within the city and we basically just had a list of people and what they had said based on like a, a previous phone interview or something and so we had the list of like what you know if they'd said yes or no or everything and so we'd go up and be like hey you were voting yes can you what, confirm what, that you're going to do that? They're going to strike because of what? Vote. Was it pay? Or yeah, what? it was over pay and, and okay. benefits, I think, was the, the bulk of it. Um, hmm. And I went with a couple of my teammates. Shout out to, well, I don't know if I should say their real names, but... Give their fake names. It's fine. Fake names. <laughs> Jelandrio and... Uh, Jelandrio. Carter. Um, right. and, uh, than I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> well, neither one of those are real names, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, but Carter, the way he, so literally our scripts as they have in the sh- show as well, they also have a script for when they're talking to people. Well, if you know the show, you know, Leslie Nope and you know, she yes. got a binder for everything. Yeah. So she has a very she thorough does? binder. Oh yeah. You're going to find out. Oh, okay. So There's gonna be lots of binders in the show. So. She's oh. got a binder binders full of women. with all kinds of different reference points. So yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Good times, good times. <laughs> and so we, our script was basically just, you know, did you vote yes or no? With, with us already knowing the answer, just basically having them confirm and then be like, you know, are you going to do that again once the vote comes? And Carter would just, he'd, he'd say it like he was accusing someone of a crime. So he, <laughs> we knock on the door, the guy answers, and we would alternate going between who... So me and Jalandria are very, uh, you know, timid, kind of like, oh, you, is, this, is this what you're voting for? Carter just reads the script. He's like, with with this giant sheet in front of him, he goes, oh, it says here that you uh, you voted yes for Prop 7. And the person, without even opening their screen door, was just like, no, and slammed it in our face. <laughs> and I, we both were very like, Carter, maybe don't say this like it's, uh, you know, like we're about to bring him down to the station house for questioning because... Mm-hmm. Right. Be, uh, you know, be How a little more approachable. Jalandrio uh, also thought Carter was a little over the top. Uh, I think we maybe got a grand total of like four people that were actually home nice. out of, uh, I'd say, a good 40 or 50 doors that we made it to. Uh, maybe more people were home. What like time a, of the day was it? It's like a Saturday, like 1 p.m., so oh, okay. maybe a lot of families out and about. All know, right. I think I think this was around maybe fall. So. Fall. Basketball suburbs season. of Chicago. Fall is is pretty nice outside. You can go catch some leaves. 
from the trees, uh, and it's uh, it's a win-win all around. So, okay. How about y'all? I'm sure you've done canvassing as well at some point. Um, before this episode, I had no clue what canvassing. Oh, was. okay. Well then, I felt like you know canvassing was an art form where you're drawing on a can. I guess it's just a Midwest thing then. It's fun. Um, never heard of it. It's fun. Yeah, I've never canvassed per se, but I've been a lifelong fundraiser for various reasons. So I've definitely done a lot of like door-to-door knocking. Yeah. And talking to people. And not usually having them slam the door in my face, but definitely had some declines. The only time I've gone door to door is when, you know, playing high school football, we needed money mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, so we'd go door to door selling these cards that give you coupons to all the oh, local like the, businesses. Oh, the lot of entertain you, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's canvassing, but you know, that's the only time I've really knocked door to door on people. It's the and, same basic principle. You know. It was, it was not a good deal. I was not a salesman. So, um, it was rough, and they would tell us the importance of selling these cards or these coupon books, and I was not successful at all. So, What was the best coupon in there? Best coupon was probably a free cherry lime in it, Sonic. Um, Dang, that's like so, a dollar fifty. Yeah, those are, I mean, that's a low dollar. You're pushing two coupon. bucks if I you're mean, going they're delicious. Super XL. When you're yeah. 17 in high school, you know... You, yeah, that's a good coupon. You can't drink what we're drinking now. I'm down for the cherry lime. I'll so. be down for cherry lime for the next episode. Oh, okay. Sounds great. But if that's all they needed you to sell, I could see why people would be like, eh, yeah, I'm not going to go for this one. <laughs> I mean, there is other stuff that I just don't remember, mm-hmm. and I probably wouldn't have used it. Obviously, I was able to get my parents in as purchasers of the uh, coupon book, but not very many other community members, so. Yeah, we sold coupon books sometimes, and then that would dictate what my family did for the rest of, like, six months. You'd be like, <laughs> well, what should we do coupons? this weekend? Let's see what's in the coupon book. <laughs> it was great. I understand. And one of the people that Leslie runs into canvassing is Kate Spivak. Kate so we learn her Spivak. name later. I, Aziz Ansari, of course, is, is in love with her. weirdly attracted to her. Because he... So far, he's two for two on uh, I'm being attracted to people that are opposed to Leslie Nope. So will this be a trend? We'll see. All right. Spoiler alert. I mean, y'all be, don't know. But yes. I, I don't know. Um, but Leslie, after first suggesting suggesting that the woman let her four-year-old babysit her two-year-old, which could only end badly, uh, she tells the woman that if she doesn't support the park, she doesn't care about her kids. And uh, that doesn't that never sits well with the parents. So Kate comes out in full force to the city council meeting, the town hall, yeah, to voice her displeasure, yeah, and gets everyone to basically riot against it. Has this, Sean? Have you seen this happen in in meetings you've hosted where one person is able to kind of rally the crowd? Um, not anything that I've hosted. So for the city that I work for, our city council meetings are on TV. So if you ever do check them out, um, and if nothing's on TV, <laughs> and you just swing by, like, hey, I know that person, I work with that person. Uh, you can see uh, this, uh, a city council meeting happen, or a town hall, at, in this case, and um, you'll see that, you know, it was, it was kind of weird, because I guess they had a deadline of when the meeting was over, or the town hall. Um, from what I experienced, this, the meeting's over, and when the public is done speaking. And so you may have meetings that go five to six hours late into the night. Um, and so I guess just from a, from a witness standpoint um, and from what I hear from coworkers that have attended uh, meetings such as these, um, you will have some very passionate people that are very about 
are passionate about the community, what they want to see. Um, and so, and they're regarded as community leaders. And so I know it can get pretty rowdy. And as a, as a worker, a representative of the government, you just have to, you, you have to listen because um, that's part of the job, no matter how, you know, terrible that might be. So you've never <laughs> tried, you've never tried to filibuster um, no, I've never tried to. Your own meeting. I've had reading. zero experience filibustering in a meeting that I'm holding. <laughs> so um, I'm like, Leslie Nope obviously tried to do. Um, I don't think that was a good route for her, but um, we'll see in future episodes whether that was successful or not. She uh, she filibusters by reading The Phantom Tollbooth by Norman Juster. Or, I'm sorry, Norton Juster. Oh. I didn't even, I wrote his name down and I, it's, what a great name though. I And Norman. I have never read this book. And this seems to be the trend with filibustering. This, I'm, I'm going to spoil this because I remember this from a future episode, is that this isn't the only time there's a filibuster in Parks and Rec. Okay. And any time there's a filibuster in any show, these people are just talking about whatever. But I'm almost 100% positive that in actual government, there has to, it has to be tangentially related to the topic at hand. Oh, yeah. Like, you couldn't just read a novel like sure. that unless you were building a toll booth, and that's what you were filibustering about. <laughs> then you probably... Or I suppose building a ghost repository <laughs> for, for all your phantoms. And another part of the episode that I enjoy is after Anne and Leslie are frustrated from canvassing, they come home and... To take a short break and drink water. Yeah. Leslie and Anne. I might have said Andy. No, you said Anne. I said Anne. Okay. Uh, and they go to where Andy and lives. Because Anne, Anne live. lives there together. And Andy is playing rock band with... Mark. Mark. And April. And April. April. Who are also supposed to be canvassing, no, so good. they left this. their canvassing duties and just started somehow ended up at Anne's and Andy's house playing rock band. Playing My Own Worst Enemy by Lit, one of my favorite songs to play on rock band. I believe that means they were playing rock band two, if I remember my games correctly. Pretty much my uh, karaoke go-to. That's fine. Sean's There's karaoke not a lot of songs that I know word for word. Besides Titanium. Um, I do not... If I have a screen in front of me, I can sing Titanium, and with help. Um, but I hope most of the time you have a screen in front of you for karaoke. I mean, sometimes you don't. So <laughs> or sometimes it's Sometimes just your eyes the, are just closed. The words yeah. and no lyrics, yeah. and you're like, what? What do I do? Let me get my phone out and read the lyrics if I sing it. Yeah. You mean the music and no lyrics? What were we Did saying? I say words, do we and, no words and no lyrics? Yeah. Nah, that don't make no kind of sense. Shed too much blood orange. Austin yeah. Independence Brewing Company. It's great. Represent. Great. That that's one of my favorite songs to play just because it was so easy. Humble brag. <laughs> Humble brag, I'm okay at rock band too. Um but Never I remember playing. playing it fully behind my head one time because in college one of my roommates said something like, I bet you can't play this behind your head and I was like, I bet I can. Hmm. This is why you're all supposed to go, ooh. No. Those college bets, you know. Just Although like, one of his uh, one of my roommates had I think they were both his sisters. At least one was his sister and one might have been a friend, but was both were in town. Was she hot? Continue. I mean, I'm not going mean, to I... <laughs> He might be listening. Yeah. Oh. It's, a, it's fine. Well, let um, me know when we sign up. I think the running joke was that my roommates were like, not obviously not the one he was related to, but the other two were like, this is like, we got to pretend like we're hitting on them the whole time. I think one of them might have actually been doing it, but... Um, <laughs> Okay. One of them was very <laughs> impressed by the rock band <laughs> behind the head. And I was just like, y'all set the bar very low Let's here. What, what wows you? Yes, Sam. It almost got it. And speaking of band, we did learn, Haley asked during the episode, what was the name of Andy's band? At this point in the show, it's just the tip. 
which spoiler alert again, Sean, it's not going to be. Oh man, that that's band, a great band, that name, band name. Just changes. a tip. I mean, uh, and they're in need of a bassist, which I feel like is not usually the the lacking part. I feel like at least here in Austin, it seems like percussion and drummers are yeah. the ones that are in short supply, and sometimes vocalists. Sometimes vocalists. More I wouldn't know any of this. I'm sorry. Sean ain't in My that scene. My lack of con- contribution. Not in the band scene, um, but I'm also uh, a, a very good Guitar Hero player, so if you ever need one. Are you Guitar Hero or Rock Band? Um, I never owned a Rock Band, so I was Guitar Heroes uh, 2 and 3, and you know, I wasn't bad. I was all right. Were um, you Mickey Mouse as well? No. <laughs> I also played Guitar Hero over. Yeah, I mean, occasionally rock band. I had a couple friends who had it, um, and we would sometimes go to one of their houses. At one time, we went across the street. So we all were hanging out at one friend's house, and then he was randomly like, let's go over here. So we crossed the street. We went to this house that had no furniture in it. I have no idea what was happening here, but they just had rock band. The only things in the entire house were a TV and rock band set up. And we were like, all right, and we just rock band for like two hours. And then left. And I have no idea whose house this was. What happened when Rock Band was over? Like, sleep? Was, I mean, where? what happened oh, to this house? Like, I, yeah, oh, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe <laughs> it was a, was a match. House. Yeah, yeah, like... A pop-up Rock Band house? <laughs> right. And then, poof, gone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, Sean, is Leslie still your favorite character now that we're two episodes in? Um, gee, uh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds that's a very confident answer right um i'm i'm on team nope here um i want her to seem i want her to get this park project done um she's just not good at it so um, yeah she's figuring stuff she's out. struggling um you know the city manager was there she choked in front of him she's dealing with uh community members who are upset which i can uh i have empathy for i've been in her shoes I've never been like a director of parks like she is, but I know what it's like to have parents or uh, people of the community that are associated with your rec center upset with you. So um, I'm, I'm still on team nope here. She just, you know, she's got to do a better job to get what she wants to do accomplished. Yeah. yeah. She's got the passion, but not the politics. Right. She did get called park lady though. Park yeah, lady. She was, was happy about minor victory. I don't know if that's like, yeah, what well, she's just trying to take, you know, whatever small victories she can get in that situation. But yeah, she got to do better, man. Like, And her mom came to the town forum. And now, her mom works for the city as well? I didn't get that part. She works somewhere in the government or something. Yeah, I kind of missed it as well. But she's apparently very well respected, and Leslie is very much still seeking her approval. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was so excited that her mom was there, but also a little terrified shortly contemplated pulling the fire alarm but then was like oh that's illegal can't do it yeah uh, but at the end of her filibustering that? i've never done that okay. but i have contemplated it so many times <laughs> but at the end of her filibustering her mom gives her maybe a smile of approval so that was, that was you know, yeah, yeah a smile of approval that was nice i've never pulled the fire alarm either okay. um but we were watching the the best try and abed moments the other day on community and when they pull it to try and get out of a test in the entire fire alarm just falls off the, the oh. wall because it was just a like a one. fake like thing <laughs> taped on i mean great that that would be my biggest fear if i actually did pull it in an emergency i'm feeling i'm feeling for leslie because i mean she admitted on the show she's 34 
And um, that is very young for a parks director. I'm 31, and I'm nowhere close. He's just an intern. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm nowhere close to being a director. Um, so, like, it's she's got a long road ahead of her to get this, get this job done. Well, we'll have to see how it all turns out. Oh, my God. Got to do our favorite quote before we sign off, which was Leslie describing how a pit could be a park in Russia, but not in the U.S. And she goes, hey, Vlad, let's pretend these rocks are potatoes. That's all we got. This has been episode two of Parks and Wrecked. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next time. Come on back. Da 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 da